Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com, and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7, 365, for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness, and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Well, there's nothing that's been more mainstream lately than being in the kitchen. And we've all been in the kitchen way more than ever, at least in the last 50 years, for sure, because of this pandemic. And we want to help you out with that. So nobody knows flavor more than our guest today, James Beard, award-winning chef and new author, Dan Kluger, who's the owner of Loring Place in New York City. Many of you probably have tried that out on your uh, ventures back east. So thank you, Dan, for coming on with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Listen, nothing makes us feel as good as food, especially when things aren't really going that great in the world around us. And I really just don't think there's a better time to come out with a cookbook, especially Chasing Flavor, which is the name of your cookbook, because so many home cooks now more than ever are at home and experimenting and and, and becoming Actually, pretty good home chefs, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, it seems um, it seems like an awkward time to be releasing a book. At the same token, I, I feel like hopefully it is, as you said, a great time because so many people are in the kitchen and looking to learn. I've, I've heard from a few friends that I, I know are not cooks, um, and they've been really excited to get the book and, and you know, work on their skills. Um, and some have really, you know, shown me that they're they're using it to the best of their ability that makes me feel great absolutely absolutely you know there was a a a cookbook that came out and you know i really hate to date myself but you know really years ago i don't even know maybe 15 years ago was called think like a chef and it's really popular and this really reminds me of that um but really for today's (laughs) generation and um you are so good at detailing step by step through this book. It's like you're inside our heads already thinking about the questions that we're going to be asking. And starting with the your, your pantry staples, not only do you just tell us like a lot of people do what you should have, but, but you also take that a next step further. You tell us what you're using, which brands you're using, why, how we can get them. Um, what, what was your thought process in that? Because it really seemed like you were super in tune with what the reader was going to be asking. Well, you know, it's really ironic that you started the conversation that way because that book, and I will date you by saying it came out in 99, um, oh. <laughs> and it's by, it's by Tom Colicchio. And it was and still is one of my favorite cookbooks ever. Um, and when I set out to first work on, on making this book, I constantly was talking about how I wanted to be the modern day version of, of Think Like a Chef. Um, what I think that book does so well, and obviously I should be talking about my book, but I'll talk about his for a second. <laughs> um, what I think it does so well is it teaches the home cook Um, this is how you roast a tomato, this is how you roast a piece of fish, this is how you roast a mushroom, this is how you roast a chicken, this is how you braise a chicken, this is how you braise a piece of fish, this is how you braise a tomato. And so by giving some skills, he then said, okay, now you learned how to do this one skill, 
mix the braised chicken with the roasted mushrooms and you have a dish. Um, and so I thought it was a great, uh, a great book in terms of teaching people um, some basic skills, giving them the confidence. And so, again, I set out to kind of create a very similar, um, very different but very similar um, book in the sense that I wanted to be a little bit educational. I didn't want it to just be a list of recipes. And so this book, uh, it is about 190 recipes, so it's quite a big book. Um, but the goal is that we're, we're trying to teach people some techniques um, and teach people about the pantry items, like you mentioned, whether it's a salt or an olive oil, but also how to build your pantry items. So, um, you know, pantry items can refer to the salt and the olive oil, but in my mind, they also refer to the hot sauce that we teach you to make. They refer to the, the vinaigrette that we teach you to make. And so the goal here is to get people feel confident to to build their pantry of ingredients and build their pantry of recipes and then learn some of these very basic techniques, um, things that we do to help build flavor. Uh, and then you can sort of go out on your own and, and mix and match. And um, that, that was you know, the goal and kind of what I find is exciting about creating a book. Well, I think you did a really great job on doing that. And, and a lot of the things in the book can be made ahead of time. And one of the things that I've made and, it surprised my family was the chicken nuggets. Okay. So when <laughs> I told them that we were going to have chicken nuggets, everyone's like, Oh, great. You know, this is, you know, this is going to be another drag of a night, but I had made the sauce up ahead of time because you said that we could do it and put it in the refrigerator. And I did, it was fantastic and it kept well. And I've actually transferred that over to other things as well. But when, you know, when I cut up the chicken thighs and I, I, I made that in the pan and then I put that glaze over it, I mean, I, I don't think that they'll ever think of chicken nuggets. And, and it certainly raised the bar for <laughs> myself with them because uh, first off, kids love chicken nuggets. That's all, you know, everybody wants to eat under a certain age and so it really took that flavor to a whole new level and it was sweet there was enough sweetness in it that they loved it as well so um, right out of the box that was the first thing that that I made and <laughs> I'll tell you it just makes me smile every single time because I feel like I got one up on my family and then I also <laughs> looked like I knew what I was doing so I have to say thank you for that um, I'm glad to hear that it worked and I think um you know, again, you, you chose an interesting one because it's very representative of the cooking that um, that I do, and and we call it you know sort of peaks and valleys. It's it's all these peaks and valleys that your 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 meal goes through or your dish goes through: the sweet, the sour, the salty, spicy, crunchy, soft, and and that one's a great example of a lot of textures, a balance of textures and balance of flavors, um, which uh, again I think is what what makes. Um, eating really exciting is to, to balance these things out. So it's not very monotonous. It's kind of all over the place. Um, so Absolutely. definitely, and, and also, you know, you chose one that again, you can do so many steps ahead of time. And I talk about that a lot in terms of, you know, whether you're making a, a, a meal for dinner or you're making a, you know, a meal for a weeknight dinner, or you're making a meal for some friends, you know, the, the idea of getting ahead and being able to um, prep things out earlier in the day or the day before is really important, especially when entertaining. And, and, you know, a lot of these recipes, we note that, you know, in terms of what can be done ahead of time and, and what needs to be done right then and there, and that sort of cheats in terms of how to pull that off. And um, lastly, I'd say that, you know, another thing that uh, I think is really important about the book and kind of goes back to the, the Think Like a Chef model is every single recipe has what we call takeaways. And there's a little box on every recipe that 
talks about one one thing from that recipe that's really important, and it could be a pantry item, it could be a sauce, but it also could be a technique like you know charring broccoli uh, or charring Brussels sprouts, and what that does in terms of um, adding flavor to something that uh, you know again is most of us kind of grew up on steamed broccoli or or steamed Brussels sprouts or you know steamed green beans, and now all of a sudden we're roasting them and we're developing flavor, um, and that flavor uh, I, I think is what it makes so many of these things so different. And, and I've found, you talk about your kids, my kids eat vegetables very well, but they didn't used to. And as soon as I started roasting things and, and giving them roasted broccoli and roasted Brussels, I saw they, they enjoyed them that much more. And I think because, again, it's it's a different texture. It brings on some different elements of flavor, brings some smoke, brings some sweet, some bitter, rather than just one note. And so, again, it's a, a big part of the book. Now, I, I think you're right about that. And, and food is such an evolution. And, and that's why I, I think that your book is so timely. And you've kind of modernized that think like a chef uh, philosophy. And I grew up where in, in a house where everything was kind of boiled. And then I remember when my mom got a steamer, it might have been in the 80s, you know, and then she started steaming vegetables. And then I mean, we never evolved past that point. And then recently we've gone to the roasting and there's it's night and day I mean it's like eating a completely different vegetable and there there is so much flavor that comes with that and so much flavor that you can add to that you're really spot on with that and it's funny you had mentioned Brussels sprouts because I also made the Brussels sprout pizza because I'm a huge Brussels sprout fan and the cookbook Chasing Flavor is so versatile because if you want pizza, you can just open the book, bam, you know, there's pizza recipes. If you want to have um, a brisket, a brisket, you know, boom, you can go right to the brisket. We eat a lot of brisket in our house as well. You, there's vegetarian dishes. There's vegan dishes. If, if you want to um, have something and, and swat and, and have a vegan uh, uh, version of it, it can be done um, all the way to, you know, like I said in the beginning, flavoring up, you know, you know, chicken nuggets. I mean, this is chicken nuggets on the next level, it's not McDonald's by any means, but uh, it was, it was not difficult at all to do. And that is what I really loved about the book was that there's from salads to um, seafood and fish to, uh, you know, to ribs, uh, to pizza. I mean, it's, there's just something because we all don't eat five-star dinners every single night. Some nights we feel like pizza. Some nights we feel like spaghetti. Some nights right. we feel like chicken nuggets, you know. And so you really kind of captured what the American family is going through at home in, in the book. That's great. I'm glad, I'm glad it resonated well with you. And, you know, I, again, I think it's a it's an exciting time to be cooking and it's an exciting time to be working on your skills. And there's a lot in there that um, I think people can relate to and, um, you know, you'll, you'll see that vegetables are a big part of the book. They're a big part of my cooking. Um, but there's ways in which you can uh, not only, you know, eat vegetables differently than you have before, but you'll find that there are so many great things that can be used in, in different ways, whether it's its own dish or whether it's a side dish and, and things like, you know, the, the acorn squash that people are loving. It's actually the, the one on the cover. Uh, it's roast acorn squash with, with a little sweet and sour sauce and then, um, a, a very kind of like savory, spicy granola. Uh, and that granola is becoming a pantry item for a lot of people. They're now using it on all sorts of different things. A friend of mine just posted today, he put it on his breakfast yogurt. So, uh, again, the, the idea is giving people this confidence um, that they may not have otherwise had. 
Well, I feel like it is resonating with people because when I opened up Amazon to check on the book this morning, they had a a, a new uh, number one new release banner across it, and it's number one in seasonal food cooking this morning. So people are buying it, and they are aware of it, and they are tapping into this flavor chase that we're all. I I really do feel like the American palate has really come a long way really in the past 20 years um, where we've kind of gotten out of that basic kind of meat and potato um, philosophy but also having meat and potatoes spiced up a little bit or flavor enhanced and and I've been really proud of Americans for for doing that for for taking the chances for the risk and, and I think as, as we become more of a global society um, we've been willing to go along with that and and uh, practice and take risks and I think we've been delightfully surprised and you've captured a lot of that um, in chasing flavor thank you now because of the fall season is coming up. There are so many fall recipes in the book and a lot of us have been going to farmers markets and so fall kind of is on almost a morning period for us um, because a lot of them do shut down. I know here in Seattle we do have Pike Place Market that is open um, year round and I, I'm not sure what it's like with other people around the country but can, can you talk to people as 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 we're moving into the fall and, and how that can be a good thing for us and, and not to really mourn the, the summer and spring of the past when it comes to cooking? I mean, I think, you know, each season has, has its stars. Um, and, and I think the fall is, um, is sort of overlooked in that respect. I think you, you automatically feel like, oh, it's getting cold. <clears throat> I'm losing my tomatoes and my corn. Um, but now we have, you know, especially you're talking about farmer's markets, which I think is the, the way to go uh, in general. I mean, that's where, where we like to shop. And um, I'm, a, I'm a big supporter of the idea of getting to know your farmer and um, seeing what's new out there. But now the time, you know, you have great things like, like Brussels sprouts and you have some leafy greens and bitter greens. And, and um, but, but you're also getting all the root vegetables and you're getting all the squashes, you know, sweet potatoes. There, there's multiple varieties of sweet potatoes out there when you go to a good farmer's market. There's probably 15 varieties of, of winter squash slash pumpkins out there, um, especially, again, when you're, when you're shopping at the farmer's market and you start to talk to them about what's, you know, what's good for, for what kind of cooking. Um, and so this, this book really has um, – we, we probably broke down the seasons, I don't want to say necessarily equally, um, because I, I love cooking this time of year, so there's maybe a little bit more of – of fall and and um, and summer in there, but you know we we have multiple recipes with winter squash. We have amazing roasted sweet potatoes, which um, I'm actually making for uh, Thanksgiving. Um, we have a couple of Brussels recipes in there. So I mean, there's just so much right now. I actually think it's a great time to be cooking, and it's also a great time, especially given everything that's going on in our, our world right now. It's a great time to kind of fire up the stove and, and decide that you're going to you know, spend some time cooking and, and just feeling good about it. You know, this is, this is the time of the year where it's nice to be behind the stove for sure. Yeah. And those flavors that fill up the home there, there's nothing better than walking into your own home, especially, or even someone else's home and they've been cooking and, and you have that, that smell and it just, 
there's a sense of calm that, that comes with it. And it, it's just something that is natural that you can do without, you know, having to uh, drink a lot or self-medicate some other way. If you're going to self-medicate <laughs> during this stressful time, I mean, cooking really is 100% way to go because so many people are on board with it with you and, and everybody is getting those endorphins at the exact same time. Yeah. You, you actually have uh, some nice skills that you touch on in the book. Um, you, you talked about the takeaways, which is really amazing um, part of each, each recipe, um, how we can improve it, how we can uh, extend it, how we can make it ahead. And you've really talked about that from making your own vinaigrettes, um, srirachas, um, the, the maple uh, glaze that, that I talked about earlier. There's, there's so many things. And, and, and when you make something ahead of time, it just makes the dish that much easier when it says, you know, come that time to put it all together for dinner or lunch or if you're having friends over. Because when we are having friends over, we don't want to be just stuck in the kitchen, you know, stressed out about making something that's going to turn out good. We want to be involved and we want to be part of uh, that whole process of, of talking and sharing and sharing a glass of wine and laughing and, and all of that. And so um, by being able to take these little steps ahead of time, it just makes that much easier having um, people over and, and as a cook also being able to join, enjoy the time as well. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, we we thought about that a lot. And in general, um, I find, you know, obviously, for most people, the, the kitchen is the place where all your guests congregate. And it's great. At the same token, for me, it ends up becoming somewhat stressful at times because I just want to I want to do my thing and, and then be able to sit down and relax. And it's not that I don't want people in the kitchen, but the, then the focus is like, oh, why are you doing this? How are you doing this? And they want to, you know, sort of like a little lesson right then, um, which is fine, too. But I, I just want to kind of relax. And so, uh, mm-hmm. Most of the food that I'm, I'm doing at home, especially when entertaining, and even in the restaurant in a lot of ways, a lot of it's done ahead of time. And, and then you save the things that need to be cooked, what, you know, what we call a la minute, that, that last minute. Um, you save those and, and you do those last minute. And that could be, you know, roasting chicken breasts or that could be cooking a piece of fish or something like that. But the things that can be done ahead of time, we always do that. And so the, the book really pulls out and um, sort of shows you where those things can be done ahead of time and, you know, how you're going to reheat it or something like that. So you can spend your time relaxing and having fun with your guests and not just, uh, you know, in the kitchen. You know, it's um, it's it's interesting when you talk about, you know, you, you even feeling that, that kind of stress in the kitchen. Um, artists hang out with artists. Musicians usually tend to hang out with musicians, and I'm sure chefs hang out with chefs. So, you have a lot of people that you know in the industry. Were they giving you advice when they knew that you were, you know, um, coming out with your first cookbook? Were they telling you, avoid this, do this? Or um, was there any guidelines that, that you got for, from your friends within the community? Not really. I mean, I, I, um, I, I think I have a few friends who have written books before. They're not chefs, but, you know, they're they're in the food industry or they're, publishers in the food industry and so I, I certainly bounce things off of them but um, truthfully I think we had a very good sense of what we wanted to do uh, what our plan was 
um, and Nick, uh, who's the, the co-author, um, and, and an incredible writer. I mean, he just really was able to help uh, formulate this into what it is today and, and, and a real genius in terms of um, what speaks to people. So, you know, I was able to help. I, I was able to basically concentrate on making good food, and he was really able to help uh, get it onto paper and, and make sense of everything. And, and again, uh, you know, I think that expertise is what makes this book uh, so wonderful. Well, it's a beautiful book. It's it's a book that you want to buy and enjoy and always have in your kitchen. It also makes a wonderful gift. So we we do have gift season coming up. I'm a big believer that cookbooks make great gifts. And this is one of them that absolutely you want to add not only to your own kitchen, but to someone's kitchen that, that you love. And I just have, you know, just, just a couple more questions, Dan, and then, then I'll let you go. But I was so involved in this cookbook, Chasing Flavors. I have notes and notes and notes, and I've just been scratching through um, trying to eliminate because I, I you know how, how busy you are. But there's a couple more. I, I just wanted to ask you real quick, Chasing Flavors, Techniques and Recipes to Cook Fearlessly. Are, are you finding out that, that we are overcoming fear in, in the kitchen as a population? Yeah, I think more and more, you know, people are recognizing the or, or excited by the, the cooking in the kitchen, the, the need for it. Um, I think we're kind of getting back to um, the family dinners, especially on the weekends. At least that's what I hear from, from a lot of my friends mm-hmm. and, and family. And so, um, yeah, I think people are, are just embracing it more than they were maybe, you know, 15 years ago. Uh, and again, our, our goal is just to try and memorialize enough of, of what I've been doing for the past 20 some odd years um, and try and use that as an example for, for people to, to learn from. Because of the pandemic, the, the way that um, promotion is going on has completely shifted. So I wanted to give you a minute to kind of talk to those people out there um, are there going to be book signings coming up? If if they come to the restaurant, can they get a book? What, what's what's the best way for people to um, get a hold of you or um, you know uh, communicate or pick your brain a little bit and and uh, and ask you these questions and um, and even maybe even get an autograph book? How, how would people go about that? Yeah, uh, I mean, as of right now, because of everything going on, you know, we're not doing the the typical book signing tour and, and hitting all parts of the nation, which is, you know, disappointing. But there's obviously other ways, whether it's doing a radio show like this or, or some TV, there's ways for people to kind of see what we're doing. And in terms of getting the book, um, I mean, I'm, if you come to a restaurant, obviously can uh, can get you a signed copy. Um, either way, I would say, you know, to reach out and you can reach out to me, um, you know, either on Instagram, my Instagram is Dan underscore Kluger, K-L-U-G-E-R, um, or you can, uh, you can reach out to us via the restaurant, Loring Place NYC, also on Instagram. Uh, so multiple, multiple ways just to reach out and say, Hey, I'm interested in a book. And whether that means that we're shipping you one or you're coming in and, and getting one, we're, we're happy to, to accommodate. And all I want is for people to get the book. And, and enjoy it. So we'll do what we need to do. Well, you know, um, New York is a is a destination capital. Normally, um, people are coming from all over the world, and they're 
coming to your restaurant mooring place as well. And I, I know when I go to destination restaurants, um, I go to Merriman's often when I'm in Hawaii and he has his cookbook there. I love that the, the, the first thing I did was grab his cookbook on the way out. Um, and now whenever I, you know, we're at home and, and I see that cookbook, it reminds me of going to his restaurant. And I'm sure that's going to happen for you because Lorraine Place is, I mean, everybody knows about it. Yeah, I've talked to people who it's been their first stop when they got off the plane to come and have dinner there. And so to have this cookbook available to those people and even just to take a little bit of it home with them when they leave is is such a, a, a beautiful and wonderful thing. And if you can't get there, add it to your bucket list and order the book ahead of time and, and take it with you when you go. So I, I am just really happy, Dan, that, that you put this together. I know it was a labor of love and I can tell that people are already appreciating it. So I really appreciate your time that you took out of your busy day and your busy schedule to come on and talk with us for a little bit. My pleasure. Thank you. And, and thank, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm flattered, honored, and, and excited that you picked up on the, or that you, you referenced Think Like a Chef, because uh, I feel like that's what I was going for. So if one person got it, that's all I can ask for. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it, it, it really just invoked that immediately with me when, when I opened the book, and it just went to that special warm place in my heart that like he's on the same page with me he he wants me to succeed he wants me to get it and and I'm going to and I'm going to get it I'm going to make Dan proud he doesn't know me but I'm going to make <laughs> him proud and I can tell you I did with the chicken nuggets and I did with the uh, Brussels sprout pizza although that was mainly just for myself and my husband but uh we both liked it and there's going to be more things that we take away from this book one of them was adding just real quickly, adding some sugar to your brisket rub, and I'm not going to go into it. You have to buy the book, but just little things like that. Very, very insightful and just genius tips. You got to think like a chef, and you have to chase the flavors, and you can catch them with Dan Kluger's book. So thank you, Dan, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Chasing Flavors is available now. You can get it wherever books are sold, and it's number one on Amazon right now, so it has a big banner across it. So um, get out there and keep it number one. So thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. And we will be right back. <laughs> 